thousand fans there, and like from all over the world. I mean, it was crazy. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, if you're like, if you're a hardcore boxing fan and you don't go to kind of study, you're making a big mistake, basically. Well, on that note, um, we just started the show again. So, um, Lou, I want to welcome you and Giandra. She is at home right now. Too bad she's not here at the Brown Table Talk with us, but uh, she has joined us um, to the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. Thank you, Lou. Thank you for taking the time out to join us um, on such a celebratory weekend for you because you were inducted in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Woo! That's so mega, 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 mega. And for you to be on our show today uh, to do your victory laps, we are so grateful. And welcome to the show. It's nice to be on with friends. And uh, it, look, it was like one of the best weekends of my life, honestly. Like, it was, it's nice to get your roses when you're alive, you know? And I spent a lot of years in the sport. I did the best I could. And I think, you know, I, I think I deserved it. Um, and I think it's humbling and it's, and it's, a time you do a lot of reflection, you know, and I, and I have a lot to be grateful for uh, about my career in boxing. Boxing's done a lot of really positive things for me. So, um, you know, I'm really grateful. I hope people get a chance to hear my speech. It's on YouTube, um, apparently, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm get, getting a lot of texts. But it, it was a great weekend, man. It was, it was so much, like, camaraderie. And, and, and you, you, it was like you spent so much time over these days. They had you running all over the place with the entire three classes of fighters and other you know boxing people that were being inducted and it was like a great time to get to know the other inductees and catch up with people you know i you know i worked with roy mosley tony mayweather go through the list i've worked with all of them so like having this time a number of days to catch up and you know what i think every single one of us was equally awed and grateful to to be getting this little tiny sort of piece of immortality that i never would have dreamed of so you know it was cool as hell and from the perspective of your lady's show, you know, this was the first time that women fighters were inducted. Um, it, they started inducting women in 2020. And because of COVID, 2020, 2021, and 2022, we're all inducted together in this special trilogy class. But, you know, if you have to figure, it's the first three years women fighters are getting inducted. They inducted what they viewed as the most significant women, the you know, of all time. Yeah. So, you know, Leila Lee. Christy Martin, Lucia Riker, uh, Regina Halmick, um, Lady Tiger, you know, Marion, um, Holly Holmes, Barbara Bu- yeah, you know, yeah. Holly Holm, Bar- Barbara Blutrick, these, you know, 92 year old lady who, who tried to, you know, basically break the barrier 70 years ago. Um, this little tiny, you know, thing, uh, 92 years old with telling her story to everybody. I think she's like every, every inductee fell in love with her. Um, and if you get a chance to to watch her acceptance speech, you should do it and do a little research on her. You know, Marion, uh, you know, uh, I, the lady, Lady Tiger, she's the first woman ever licensed by the New York State Athletic yeah. Commission to box. And she went on a hunger strike to get licensed. Um, you know, you mm-hmm. realize that there were, you know, a couple of women now were making a lot of money, uh, but don't lose sight of how much a lot of women had to sacrifice to get here. And how much more has to be done? Wow, that's just the tip of the well, iceberg. Go ahead, John. And by the way, and by the way, I'm going to say this again, but I'm not going to, we'll have a whole other show on it. But no three minute rounds. It's a terrible idea. 
Oh, okay. We're going to get back into that. Let's, go ahead, DeAndre. Be- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Jan. Yeah, no, I actually, I want to, I want to talk about that while the, the thought is on top of your head. Why no three minute rounds? Why are you against that? Because it's the stupidest thing ever. It really was started by, by haters who were looking for excuses for why they hate. And, and the women's boxing product is awesome the way it is. And the two minute rounds result in nonstop action, which you don't get from the men. And with all due respect, if women had three minute rounds, they still wouldn't have the knockout rate of men. And what, what makes you think if you can't get another enough TV time now from anyone that you're going to get more TV time with longer fights. Stop. Also, I haven't even gotten into the main issue and the main reason I oppose it, which is two minute rounds are safer, right? So if historically your product is safer, why change it now to make it less safe? And particularly uh, anybody who, and I guarantee you ladies who I think are, are great fans of women's boxing and great advocates for, for women and, and, and Google women in head injury or women in concussion, and you will see that there are simply physiological differences, uh, you know, which which I'm not saying it's a quantum difference of risk because boxing is inherently risky. And, 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 you know, it's obviously super risky for men. Look at, you know, we just lost uh, that poor warrior in Africa yeah. who was who was punching the air. Um, so it's inherently risky for both both sexes. But women, young women particularly, are at more at risk for really adverse consequences of concussion. So, like, why are we going to make women's boxing less safe? Why? Because a couple of haters or a couple of girls think they'd have a few more knockouts if it was three-minute rounds. Or a lot of haters think use three-minute rounds versus two-minute rounds as an excuse for why they don't like women's boxing. Those fuckers will hate women's boxing if it's... If it's, uh, you know, three minute rounds the same way they hate if it's two. And if you can't see that there's more action in a woman's fight, there are very few horrible, heinous women's fights, even though the matchmaking is equally shitty. Why is that? Because you have two minute rounds of nonstop action. And even a woman who can't fight is putting out effort during that period. So why fuck with a good fucking product? Because a couple of dumb women want their 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 own records to reflect more knockouts, and a couple of and haters have spawned people on to making this great point two versus three minute rounds. What makes you think we're going to get more, you know, lots more knockouts in three minute rounds? You're just going to get more sustained damage. And by the way, if you really want to see more knockouts, make the gloves smaller for women, which makes a lot more sense. And by the way, that makes the step smaller gloves safer. Longer rounds, not safer. That would be a fact if you try. I'm not advocating to change men's fights from three to two, but there's unquestioned, zero question that changing them to two minute rounds would be safer. I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating to make that change. I'm advocating to not make the change to less safe. That's not going to make the product better and is not going to make the women make another fucking penny. That's my and that's the end of my thing. I don't want to debate it with people. I'm a real advocate of this. I feel very strongly about it because I take head injury very seriously. I lost my brother to suicide following a head injury. Uh, I lost two fighters to head injury. And I don't don't make women's boxing less safe for no fucking good reason. That's the end of my, my spiel on that. And by the way, I earned the right to fucking say that. Absolutely. I've given enough to women's boxing over my career. I'm not someone saying that. It's also funny to me, a lot of these people advocating three-minute rounds have never done a fucking thing to advance women's boxing. Thank but, you. But, okay. That's the end of 
that's real. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame now. Well, no, no, real uh, fast, real fast. So, you know, when people say, oh, this three-minute rounds, but then they they say, well, women in MMA and UFC, they can go five-minute, uh, five rounds. Um, they can do that. And th- no. there, apparently there's no trouble. This is what th- they're saying. Okay, but, but what are the majority of women's fights? What are the majority of, how long are the majority of women's fights in MMA? Isn't it like three, uh, five minutes, five minutes, five rounds? Or if, yeah, five uh, minutes. No, it's it's generally it's, not five minutes, five rounds. It's generally isn't it generally five minutes, three rounds, and it's a title fight a title, is five minutes. Yeah, five. yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think it's it's shorter. I, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not purporting to be an MMA but the fights are the fights. First of all, are way fewer rounds. Second of all, they're fucking grappling and kicking and doing all this other shit. Like, yeah. why do you think insurance is ten times as high for head injury and boxing as it in is in MMA? It's apples and oranges. I'm tired of hearing dumb shit from people that don't know or care. Really. I mean, you, you, you're wrestling, you're grappling, you're kicking, you're doing a lot of other shit. Okay? It's a, it's a multidiscipline sport. The, my insurance in New York for, for boxing matches is infinitely higher than MMAs. Why? Because they've, they, they, insurance companies have decided that, that it's a much greater risk for head injury in boxing. Okay. So I don't want to hear stupid shit from stupid people. I mean, or, or and again, no offense, but some of the people might be well-intentioned, but it's not like they're researching the, the issue. And on top of it, women's boxing needs more exposure, not less exposure. Good. Make the fights longer. Maybe there, maybe, maybe that'll make Clarissa happier or, or some of the, one of the stars happier in, in, a, in a long fight. But, but, Already, it's difficult to get sufficient television time for women's boxing. Making the fights longer is not going to help. It's going to hurt. That's just common sense and logic. And, and you know, and by the way, if television executives in 2022, the majority of whom don't really give a damn about boxing, could shorten boxing matches, believe me, they would. Because you would it's know. all about right now. You would know. It's, well, it's all about, well, you know this too. It's all about quick. It's about action. It's about quick results. They're trying to shorten baseball games. They, they, they don't want to see sporting events becoming three and four hour affairs. And, and you mentioned the MMA fights. It's still, the fights are generally shorter. There's a lot of knockouts, even in men's five, five minute, you know, rounds. It, it goes a lot. That's a shorter event than a 12 round title fight. And, and like I said, it's not all from a health and safety standpoint, you know, our whole objective in boxing is to throw punches, particularly head punches, right? That's really what happens. The, the orientation of a MMA bat is completely different. It's wrestling, grappling, kicking, boxing. It's, it's multidiscipline. It is much, it's not much necessarily safer all in. There are other injuries that are more prevalent in MMA than they are in boxing. But with respect to head injury, which is the most serious thing, there's no question that boxing is, you know, more risky from a perspective of, serious head injury than MMA is. All right. There you have it, guys. Lou DiBella on three-minute rounds. Maybe 12 rounds. I mean, maybe 12 rounds. Who knows? But let's just, you know. Why? Why? Explain to Not me what's me. wrong Th- with... This is what no, everyone no, 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 wants. No, no, no. <laughs> what, 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 who is everyone? And I want to know. Explain this to me. Seriously, because I'm really confused. Like, what... What are you not liking about what you're getting? I think, you, you, you know, they getting- say that like, exactly what you said. They Some of the female fighters, and obviously, uh, and, and when I see it on Twitter, but some of the female fighters that we've interviewed, uh, Giander and I have asked about this, and they said, well, if we had that extra minute, maybe the knockout could have come. It Maybe. That's a big maybe. But sometimes... 
there if you're not doing right, it but, in but, two but, minutes. Okay. Well, 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 look, then it even makes my point greater. If you're adding the minutes specifically because you think it's going to result in more concussive events, don't do it, particularly since concussive events are more serious. Apparently, according to many neurological studies and neurologists, more serious in women, more damaging in women than they even are in men. Not that they're not damaging in both. Obviously, we lose men every year in boxing. But but particularly, the argument is, some, okay, occasionally we're going to get more knockouts. Do you, right now, do you see women's boxing all over television? No. You don't see it on PBC at all. You see it on the zone, you know, and largely a lot of those fights are European. You see it on Michaela Mayer's on ESPN. Maybe Aaron will do another women's fight once in a blue moon. You see, you see a proliferation. You see any developmental series anywhere for women? And and right now, women's boxing is faster paced, frankly, and more fun than men's. I could put together a cheap show for you with 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 five fights, including two world title fights, for less than a, a show box. And and by the way, guarantee you it'll be a night of action. But why isn't it on TV? Well, let, let's just make the fights longer, and 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 it'll make it even more popular. Oh, the TV executives will pay more money if the product is longer. No, that's not how it works, honestly. And and, and uh, there's a reason why WBC does not sanction three-minute rounds, twelve rounds, because. I've learned from the WBC about all of this because the women's brain bleeds faster than men's. And there is there is a whole scientific thing that I don't know the entire yeah, I don't thing, know that but I've I read about it. I don't necessarily say that it, that it bleeds faster. But if you if you do Google women and concussion and you Google women and head injury or young women and concussion and young women and head injury, there is no question that there are some physiological differences and at least greater risks of severity, at the very least. There are, there are many, many studies that support this. And the WBC cites those studies. And they're not incorrect in doing so. And if people take the time, you have to read everything, but just to understand that there's a big debate over this. And if there's a big debate over whether something is safer or not, not safer, why would you change something to be less safe? Don't we want fighters to be safer? And the women aren't going to knock each other out. They're just going to have longer fights. That's, for the most part, what will happen. A couple of fights, yes, you're going to knock out extra here or knock out extra there. But if you think the TV executives aren't, aren't willing to put on a half-hour female title fight, are going to be willing to put on more 48-minute or 50-minute female title fights, then you're dumb. It's not a debate. You're dumb. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And by the way, most of the talk now you have, here's where the talk of three-minute rounds comes from. Women who are frustrated and want to see any way, and the majority of the women you're talking to aren't making shit money because there are only five women in the world making any money, basically, four or five. So they're looking for any hope or any straw to pick on that they're going to make more bread. You know what? Keep fighting. Keep building up your brands. Fight under the rules that exist. You, you, your shorter product is actually more attractive to TV. We just have to make the point the same way we had to make the point with the men and boxing after dark to some degree made the point that you don't have to know the fighters yet, but if there are great fights, people will watch. And we got to get more women's boxing on television. And making the product lengthier is not going to help. And certainly if it's not going to help, why make it less safe? Period. So, right? and, so I, and I don't want to hear about it. But here's another one too. Tennis players aren't beating the fuck out of one another. They're not. So is anyone complaining when 
when when it's when it's uh, five sets for the men and three sets for the ladies. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I don't want to hear a quality bullshit. And the women in fucking tennis are making a lot more money than the women in fucking boxing. So stop. Uh, even our, our producer over here is like, yeah, our, yep. our sound producer, yep. our, our engineer, yeah. No, but, but, but in many ways, like, I love boxing so much, but, like, there's so much dumb shit in our sport. And so much stupidity that we waste our time on. Yeah. You know? You never can convince. Here's what women have to get over. There's going to be a percentage of people, even if they watch the bouts. And by the way, most of these men who bitch and moan and make fun of the women will watch a woman's bout. But they might not buy a pay-per-view, but believe me, they're watching the bouts. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't give a fuck about what those people say. And, and you got and honestly, and, and, and believe me when I tell you, you're not going to make a penny more. So you can endanger yourself and fight longer and make less money per hour. Go ahead and do it. You're just being stupid. You know, build your own brand, fight under the rules that exist right now. And by the way, in my mind, part of the reason why I promoted so many women's fights and I picked up the number I promoted over the years and I offered product before it was in people's interest to spend money. Like I was the only guy doing women's boxing in America for how many years? I think it's a better product. I love the two minute rounds and I love the, 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 the work rate of the women and how much pain that they can endure. I, I don't mind the fact they're not knocking each other out because the fights go by really quickly and they're entertaining as hell. Yeah. And you know, and when there's a real mismatch, when there's a mismatch in women's boxing where there's a real incredible puncher, you can see knockouts, but there aren't that many women in boxing who are punchers and all the, all respect to Clarissa. She's not a puncher, you know? Oh. So where do you think we are now, Lou, as a long proponent, a long promoter of women, a champion, really forging a path for women to to fight on? Where do, you, where do you think we are now? There are more fights on, but it's still. I don't think I mean, I, I, I think I, I think if people get caught up in believing that because. First of all, first of all, I don't want to go, go there, but I'm going to go here. Everyone's talking about Serrano and, and the other one, how many tickets are sold at the Garden yeah, and what the viewers were or whatever, okay? Now, even if it's true, and I'm not so sure it is because I haven't seen the paychecks or whatever, but let's say seven, I don't know what the fighters were paid, but do you believe that they got paid anything close to what the men would have been paid on the same exact performance? Do you believe that if a man's fight sold out the Garden and did a, a huge viewership for a streaming service, a pay streaming service, you believe that the man that man would only would get a million bucks, for example, if that's what a man to God. Do you believe for a second that men in the same situation with the same performance would make the same money? Or do you believe they'd make more money? Absolutely more. Absolutely. Okay, so then where are we, really? And and, yeah. and, and also when you look at the fact that it's it's really I, I can literally name on less than two hands the women that are making real money right now. The overwhelming and there's zero, I mean for me to develop a female fighter, I put O'Shea Jones pro debut. I don't even have her signed to a multi-fight deal. I mean, I believe that I, I think she's a great fighter and, and I believe I gave her opportunity, first opportunity and that if I want to work with her, I believe I can get a deal done. But, but for example, like O'Shea Jones, I just gave her a pro debut and there wasn't really an interest, even though she's an Olympic medalist of any of the networks paying for her pro debut. Mm -hmm. So I put it on a card because I thought a hall of fame card needed yeah. a quality woman on the card. But that was just money I took out of my pocket and paid O'Shea and her opponent. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't make one cent. I mean, I, it actually cost me money. And I thought it was the right thing to do, but it wasn't the economic thing to do. How do you develop a woman fighter right now? Where's a woman series? Anywhere. 
Where's yeah. a where's any fucking entity on streaming or pay per view or network TV or cable paying a dollar for a series of women's boxing? That's facts. That's that's facts. That's facts. That's there are, facts. It doesn't exist. Yeah, you're right. And PBC you know, doesn't, doesn't even put any women's on their and, women and, on their and, and, and you know, look, I, I think it's a good thing that Eddie and his owner are spending money on women, but they're spending women largely on on you know their their key territories, which is exactly what a what a network or a streaming service should do. And there is an interest in women's boxing, particularly in the UK, and they're heavily loaded with UK women. Um, and and they're also doing title fights where women's title fights for a streaming service or a network are great value. They cost very little. And if it's a good fight, people will still watch. You know, they got a mega fight out of, you know, they could they got a mega fight out of Serrano Taylor, where they've done shows that haven't performed anything like that. Anything one day they have shows that haven't done one fourth of that performance that they paid three times as much money for. So, you know, women's boxing is cost effective. You would think that there would be more champions of women's boxing and more opportunity for women with the media, but there there isn't right now. Okay, so I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to play, I'm not trying to paint the dark picture. I'm just saying that no, 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 no. I like what you're saying. Like there is there's progress, but we have to like like if people get lulled into thinking, oh, women, this is the year of the woman. No, it's not. It's just like. It's a little, we made a step forward. Now, if you don't continue to make step forward, you're still no place. So, you know. You know, I was thinking about, and Cynthia, if you remember, I can't remember which of our, our female fighter guests were on, was on. It could have been Alicia. I can't remember which one it was. And she discussed how women don't even get the luxury sometimes of having a full camp, that a lot of fights are just made at the last minute to just, Alicia, yeah. just throw on the car. Yeah, it was Alicia. Do you... Is that, do you think that's by design just to throw them on last minute? Are there promoters like Eddie Hearn making actual efforts to, you know, Katie's always going to get a full camp because she's going to I'm, I'm not going to get into who and who this I'm talking about, but it's going to be illustration or mm -hmm. something. I had a real, real quality woman who's worked her way into a huge, huge fight. And I made a deal with her and the deal wasn't a fair deal. And I actually said to the woman, like, here's the problem. I don't think this is a fair deal, but it's a, it's a big opportunity if you win. And I don't think it's a fair deal. You, I have to give options on you. I'm nor, I don't think it's a fair deal on the fight if you win. I think you'll be getting paid way less than any undisputed champion ever. But, mm. but I can't give you a bigger opportunity because I don't have a platform. See, the point is people who think make, try to make believe that they're proponents of women and, and big trailblazers are still basically taking the point of view, well, how much did you make before? Not what's fair, you know? Well, you never made shit before, so why am I gonna pay you? Like, there's still, women are still easier to push around and, and, and they always will be because women's boxing is never going to supplant men's, men's, men's boxing. It's never going to achieve equality, um, which is partially the open market. You know, there are more people that are gonna be fans of the men's game than the women's game. But you know what? There's a difference between equality and fairness. And we're still a long way away from fairness. And anyone who thinks we have fairness is not a fan of women's boxing. If you really care about women's boxing, you'll acknowledge that the playing field is still not fair and we have to make it fairer. Jotting down what you're saying, and I'm, I'm thinking about the conversations that we've had mm -hmm. with female fighters, with just other guests of the show and getting their perspective and how excited they are that 
opportunities are making themselves available more so still definitely not equality, but more opportunities look, are look, presenting they're also, themselves. They're not, they're not only presenting themselves, Ginger, the women are making them. I mean, Ebony Bridges created a persona, okay? And, and, uh, and, and Ebony Bridges marketed herself, okay? Alicia uh, uh, Baumgartner is not only a great fighter with one of one of the best punching power of, of anybody in the game, male or female. She's a good-looking woman, and she knows that she had a modeling contract, and she is building a brand. And I applaud all of that. But men don't have to do that. There are men that have no personalities that you don't even know who they are. To walk down the street, You're no one kidding. would know them making millions of dollars. Yeah. So, so it's not it's not the same thing. And 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 by the way, the Sky Nicholsons and and the uh, Salem Urbina gets it. All the women get it. That that they have much more of a need to build a brand, to be attractive, to take advantage of of the uh, you know. The, the the male fans out there and 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 use whatever they can use to build a following and men don't have to do that That's you know true. and by the way like i applaud the women for doing it you like i'm the first one to defend the woman Same. the funny part is you got all these horny dudes like kissing eight million comments about how hot you are and then they'll complain that some woman's like you know with a good body showing it well fuck yourself you want her to show it you scream and yell for her to show go fuck yourself you know, I, I don't, I don't tolerate that shit, you know, but, you know, but at the same time, you know, why are women doing this? They're doing it because it's, it's not the same opportunity for them. Yeah. No, they have there's a famous to line from players club that says you got to use what you got to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's, that's life, man. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's life in boxing and it's life every place else, whatever you can use to your advantage to, you know, if you don't think that Ebony Bridges and and uh, and these other ladies are working as hard as other people, they're working their asses off, okay. and they're working their asses off to build a brand to get some recognition. I know I don't hate that. And and, and by the way, uh, you know, uh, you're a, an attractive person. You're a well-spoken person. You can build a persona. That that's only going to help you. It's no different. Ryan Garcia gets that on a bigger level. Like on a, you know, he has it easier. He's a man, but that social media presence he has. I mean, if you don't think that, you know, look at the social media presence that 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 Ebony has for for a girl that's only got a few fights, and you know, it, you know, Alicia Baumgartner, you know, uh, getting out there more and interacting with fans, using what she can use to build a brand, that that's a positive. Michaela mm-hmm. doing the same thing, you know, the ladies get it, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with. By the way, I have to apologize for being a badass and being attractive. No one makes men apologize for that. And by the men spend half their time, men spend it, men boxers are, are, are mostly undressed most of the fucking time. They got what they have on. Thank you. You know, so. (laughs) Thank you. We just interviewed Ebony Bridges and we asked the same thing. I'm like, what's the difference between lingerie and a bikini? No, there's no difference. But at at the same time, by the way, by the way, do I get how there's frustration on the part of other women that can't get on TV who may be way, way more talented than Ebony is? Mm-hmm. Okay, but I don't think they should be hating on Ebony. It's really a case of don't hate the player, hate the game. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because the truth yes. of the matter is there is no platform for women. So, yeah, and it's always been, women have always, sex appeal matters in everything. You know, we, we know for a fact it's that, that a, a, two people with the same kind of resume, the attractive person generally gets hired first. Just to, re- you know, that's... There's plenty of studies that have shown that. All right. So, but but that you know, the world is not fair. Okay. But 
You know, you got to you got to use what you can use to. You know, you got to get by. You got to make a living. And, and, a, and an athlete has a certain period of time. A female athlete, so, so, you know, similarly limited in the time of their career. So getting as much attention as they can get, making as much money as they can make, they have the same agenda. And it's much more of a struggle for women. I don't know. You so. have Kaylee Reese under you. Obviously, you have conversations like this with her, and she's very real. We had her on the show not too long ago. Uh, do you guys have conversations like this about getting paid and being on a certain platform? Oh, yeah. How does that work? Because I know that she has health issues. Uh, what happens to her belts? Because can she get stripped with all of this happening with her? Um, can she get stripped? Yeah, you know, if if the if she's unable to defend, uh, you know, within a certain time, um, it's possible that she could get stripped. She's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she has an obligation to help tell the whole world exactly why she can't fight right at the second. Yeah. Um, you know, when it becomes a point that that she's going to hit a deadline, then we're going to have to confront that. You also have to consider that, you know, I, I, I have conversations with Kaylee. Uh, I don't want to see her take, you know, any health risk, particularly when her career, she could have a career in, in acting and, you know, that that's going to be there for a long time. And, you know, we have conversations, too, about her balancing her. Like, you know, she has a major agent now. She's getting meaningful acting gigs and movies. Um, you know, uh, her health is it's one thing, you know, you, you can, you can do auditions and, and do a, do an acting job and it's not an athletic sort of endeavor. So you can be healing as an athlete and still be working. So, you know, she's in sort of that situation. Um, right now, you know, she's, hasn't been able to fight. I think she's getting closer to where it's resolved. Um, you know, I, I, more than that, you know, her medical, you know, her medical stuff is her medical stuff, but that's, that's the only reason that that she hasn't fought the fight with Chantel yet. It's and and the fight with Chantel will happen as soon as she's able to fight. We love we loved having her on. She was so frank and so honest, and she really went into a lot of depth about the type of health issues that she's having. She didn't have to, but you know she was very candid and and very in. Things people don't consider, like you said at the top of the show, about the different type of injuries and things that women could sustain from these prolonged periods of punishment. Her issues are not exactly tied to it, but they could be. And there's just so much that happens with the female anatomy that I think that people don't appreciate when they're screaming the three-minute rounds and all the other things that they're screaming. Well, look, people don't appreciate that women gain weight and, and you know, there's menstrual cycles are real things. And, and and timing can really fuck up your body on fight week. And that's, you know, there are lots of things women have to deal with that men don't have to deal with in sports. Um, and that's why it shouldn't shock people also that maybe there are some health differences in how women accept blows to the head as opposed to men. Uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not purporting to be uh, a neurologist or a doctor, but I'm just making a point that, you know, we're not physiologically the same. On a a positive note, when you got the call that you were being inducted, where were you? What were you doing when they let you know that you were going in? You know, when I when they called me to let me know I was um, going in, uh, I was sort of sort. I mean, to be quite honest, I think I was sort of in a dark place. I mean, it wasn't. um, You know, Patrick Day had passed away. Yeah. Um. And 
we weren't at the pandemic yet, but we were heading into the pandemic. I mean, it was, it was, I found out in December, I was in that, remember, this was a trilogy class. Three classes got inducted together yesterday and it was um, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021 and 2022. I was actually voted in and for the 2020 20. class, which means I found out in 2019, you know, so, uh, you know, I, uh, it sort of was, uh, I didn't, I also didn't expect to get in on the first ballot. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and say, I didn't think I was a hall of famer. I, I think I believed that I was eventually. Um, but I didn't really expect to get in on the first ballot. So when I got the phone call that I had been voted in, I was really sort of shocked. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I, like I wasn't in the best place about boxing also in my own head. So it, it sort of was like a, um, it was a pleasant kind of surprise, you know, it, it, it moved me and, and, uh, and it gave me a boost maybe where I needed it. The boost didn't last so long because I lost my dog the next week. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it gave me a lift professionally, at least a lift emotionally kind of thing. And we, and you know what, I needed that lift because we were heading into the pandemic and, and I was already sort of doubting, you know, my, my desire, you know? Um, and, and I think getting into the hall of fame, um, getting that pat on the back probably gave me a, a lift. That was nice. Um, the lift I got, the happiness I felt the last three or four days, five days, hanging out with all these legends and being on the same stages and daises and rooms with them and, you know, getting cheered on by like thousands of people in a parade and they're all boxing fans and everyone knows who you are. It was fucking wild, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you know, being inducted with these legends, but I, I was part of Shane's career and, and Klitschko's career and, and, you know, Tony's career and Roy's career and, and, and Floyd's. I, and, and I, and, you know, these guys, I've known them since they were kids. So, and they're legends of the game, all time legends of the game to, to, be on the same stage with them, inducted with them was an honor and a privilege. Bernard and I, I worked with Bernard and, and we had some really rough times together, but you know, we, uh, we had some great times together. And in recent years, we buried the hatchet more accurately. He, you know, I buried the hatchet. Um, but, but we are friendly again and, and we and I had a great time hanging out with Bernard this weekend, reminiscing about old times and talking through some shit. And I had a really good time. I, you know, I never, I knew who Barbara, you know, uh, uh, you know, blue trick was, the, the, you know, this, this trailblazing woman, but I never met her and getting the opportunity to meet her and, 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 and spend time with her, uh, was great. And, you know, it was just a great experience. And, and, uh, look, I've had a great ride with boxing and I'm very, at this point, very grateful. You just mentioned all those names that you've had, uh, a part of their career when you're standing or sitting on that stage before, or even after being inducted, listening to all of their uh, speeches, were you just in awe because you've had a part in their in their career and their legacy? Yeah, you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah. But I, but I think I said it. I mean, if you had the opportunity, I don't know if you were able to hear my, you know, if you heard my speech or not. But uh, you know, like I, I, I had a, I had Muhammad Ali and and Joe Frazier on a transistor radio under my pillow when I was a little boy listening to round by round updates and I got to know Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. I attended both their funerals and know their families. I, I, you know, my heroes in my, you know, college and law school, my twenties 
you know, and, and, and my, my high, my high teens, my, my heroes were the four Kings, the only four Kings, the real four Kings, Hagler, Hearns, Leonard, and Duran. And they became my friends. And I've known every significant fighter of the last 30 years. Plus, God. you know, a lot of them I worked with and, you know, a lot of the ones I didn't work with are still, you know, friends and, and people I know well. And, and, uh, you know, from the standpoint of the history of boxing, I've been sort of smack in it for a, a long period of time now. And it's been an you know, incredible experience. What have you learned about yourself through all of this? I mean, it's, I know your career, Lou. I mean, people know you're a lawyer. People know you're a promoter. People know you're this, this man on Twitter that just, or even on TV, just says like it is, doesn't give a shit. What, what eventually do you want your legacy Look, to be? Look, I, I've, um, you know, I, I want my primary legacy. Honestly, I really mean this like, sincerely. And I think, I think I have achieved it and I don't think I'm going to change. I'm 60, you know, early sixties. I don't think I'm going to become a worse person. If anything, I think as a work in progress, I've become a better person. And I hope all of us work toward doing that. Or <laughs> I, I think, you know, we tend to learn a lot as we get older yeah. and, uh, and you, and you, you mellow, you learn some lessons, you, you change a little bit for the better. Uh, I want my, my main legacy to be that I was a good human being, you know? And, you know, one thing this last weekend did is like, you know, I got a little piece of immortality in Canastota, New York, along with the, the legends of boxing. My picture is going to be there long after I'm dead. And, and um, you know, I've achieved a little bit of a legacy in boxing. I've managed also to to balance my life a little bit. I, I run two minor league baseball teams, um, you know, the San Francisco Giants double-A team in Richmond, Virginia, the Tampa Bay's double-A team in Montgomery, Alabama. I've been in minor league baseball for nearly 20 years, and most boxing fans don't know that part of my life. And a lot of people in baseball do. A lot of people in minor league baseball do, and, you know, the, the, the Park Avenue MLB guys know I do both. Um, most baseball fans don't know that I produce, you know, a lot of documentaries and films and, and, you know, I, I've, I've had a pretty like broad kind of career. So, um, I think my legacy is going to extend beyond boxing, I hope. Um, but the, my first love and, 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 well, at least my, my, my first vocation has been boxing and I'm proud of my career and I'm proud of, you know, I'm really happy I got this recognition this past weekend, but, I, I think my legacy is going to be some someone that loved the sport and tried to leave it a little bit better than when he got into it. And if that's my legacy, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And actually, I'm on a women's boxing show, so I can say this, and actually, you'll understand what I'm saying. If if part of my legacy is that people say the Bella was in front of the curve and tried to help women when other people weren't, then my mom's proud of that, and I'm proud of that, and you know that's something I'll always be happy about and 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 you know i haven't made money overall promoting women i haven't i've invested way more than i've made but i do think i'm a trailblazer of some sort and i do hope to think that that was a little part of why i'm a first ballot hall of famer absolutely that is those are straight facts you've always been at the forefront of women's boxing from what i've known unless there was someone else before you that i don't know that's before my time. I was not born at that time. But uh, Lou, wow, this is an incredible honor for you. To well, I'm going to give a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Don King. 
Oh, okay. oh yeah, he did. He did. By the way, I thought. Christy Martin. I thought it was poignant, by the way, that King promoted that giving Christy Martin that opportunity. I think she, in the modern era of like, look, there were trailblazers with, you know, this this young lady Barbara Lutrick from the fifties who who was, you know, fighting to get licensed and 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 then late, you know, I got to meet this Marian lady, you know, Lady Tiger this weekend, who in the you know in the in the seventies, sixties, seventies went on a hunger strike. And became the first woman ever to get licensed in in uh, in New York, and, and then and then, but really, Christy Martin and, and Don giving Christy that platform reopened things for women. Um, so I'm not saying Don was the like the humanitarian when it came to fighters' careers, <laughs> but I, I I think it has to be noted that he, uh, you know, Christy made a big point of uh, acknowledging Don and thanking him at the Hall of Fame this weekend. So I just thought. It's appropriate to just note that he gave that chance to Christy. Yeah, those legendary fights Amazing. with Gogarty and uh, Layla Ali and just all the other women that Christy Martin has had in her career. But on that note, Lou, thank you so much for joining us. And whenever you're in Vegas, come to the, the Brown Table Talk and hang out with us. It's an open door. Although Next I'm at time I'm in Vegas, I'll take you up on that. That, there Yay. we go. We'd love that. Oh, we're in our next studio, we're going to have a kitchen, so maybe you can... You can cook with us some real authentic Italian food. I make a tremendous Sunday sauce. So if you, if you want to do a cooking show one time, I'm Yes, I'm <laughs> we're putting we that do down. It. Ryan, did you hear that? Put that in our show notes for a future show. Exactly. Thank you, Lou. Uh, we appreciate it. And congratulations on such a mega, so mega well honor. Deserved. Yeah, it's such a well-deserved honor. Thank you, ladies. It's great to be with you. And uh I'm definitely going to take you up on that that studio visit. So. Yes, and also take, take care. awesome. Thank you, and make sure you take guys care. all also um, adopt, not shop. He's a big adopt, pet. not shop. Yep. I, you know what? I was I actually almost I almost mentioned my my, my rescue dogs and my uh, acceptance. I, I went so over time on my speech <laughs> that I, uh, but I, I you know, I, but I got to tell you something. My 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 rescue dogs have been like uh, they're better than Xanax and any other kind of uh, you know. I they're not official. They're not official therapy dogs, but they sort of are. They are. But anyway, they ladies, are. take care. Thank you, Lou. Take care, Lou. Right, bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, Giandra, Aww. what a sweet... You know, it's... He was the first of, a, uh, first of the guests that was from the International Boxing Hall of Fame because we had Anthony, uh, excuse me, Antonio Tarver, who was a guest. But for him to mm-hmm. be receiving the honor and knowing his story, he's been in this. He's been in the game for a very, very long time, and to be a first yes, ballot ma'am. Hall of Famer, that's just uh, an incredible story. And knowing that helped him get out of the funk that he was in uh, during those times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was very moving. That very touched me. So like yeah. sometimes you just need that little, a little boost, mm-hmm. a little boost. And in this case, that did it for him. And I'm glad for that. I know. Well, that was another one in the can for us. And it's this is honestly, uh, I know, I know, I wish you were here, Air Hug. <laughs> but, Deandra, I can't wait for you to get back in the studio. You just need to get better. And um, and then hopefully we might be in our new studio by then. We're not exactly sure. But uh, mm-hmm. for now, we're here. The beautiful Sticky Paws. And I don't have COVID, so don't start <laughs> No, she does rumors. not. She does not have COVID. I do not COVID. have the Rona. I have... I have- Food. I got a little food poisoning, so there you go. 
that would have not been pleasant, but enough of that. Stay hydrated. That's all. And we'll see you. We'll see you here um, in the studio the next time. And with our fire guests, we are lining up another set of um, guests that are in the lineup and you just don't even know, but you don't even understand the people we've already had, the content we're going to be driving, uh, dropping every week. Remember, we drop content now every Tuesday and Thursday because we have so many guests that we we need to get all of this content out since it is recorded. But again, remember, yes. make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, all of our YouTube channel, or not our YouTube channels, our, on our YouTube channel, our Instagram, our um, TikTok, our, on Facebook, Facebook. Wow, Giandra, we're just like pumping out all the socials. We are moving it and grooving for real. And make sure you guys are following all of the things for the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. And follow us individually, too. Yeah. We want sponsors, too, just like sponsors. Evan. And then also let us know in the comments in YouTube or tweet at us what, uh, who would you like us to interview? And then also, you know, go slip in their DMs, say you need to be on the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. <laughs> Exactly. Adam, Adam, tag them and Adam yeah. and let them know that, that you want to see them here. All right, Jay, I'll let you get back to go get some rest, get some sleep, stay hydrated. All right. I am. I am. I got my water and that's about it. All right. Well, we're going to sign off again. Another one in the can. Thank you again for another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf, live ah. and direct. Oh, no.